So we're continuing on the sermon series of what does Jesus change by looking at priorities. Because last week we looked at values and what we notice is, right, the values are the foundation of our lives and our priorities actually come out of our values. And so when looking at our priorities, our actions, our on the ground kind of everyday things, have we ever felt like maybe those priorities are a little bit out or we just don't like how our day feels? Maybe we feel too busy, too much burden from not having enough time or the things placed upon us. And so we feel like maybe we know what we want our priorities to be, but that's not what we're really living, we're experiencing. And so how do we begin to get those priorities? How do we begin to get those to change and actually work for us and get to those values that we hold onto so dearly? So for today, as we're looking at Jesus, we're still in the book of Luke. We are gonna be looking at some stories that start in the end of chapter five and move into chapter six and a reminder that that Luke, the writer of Luke, is really trying to get across what does it mean to be a community that says we follow Jesus, that we are disciples of? How does that begin to look in the context, in the environment that we find ourselves in? And so for today, as we get into these stories, we may notice on the surface right? There's all these questions that come flying at Jesus. And the questions really are, deep down, the Pharisees, the legal experts, they're really trying to question Jesus' priorities. So starting in Luke, the 33rd verse, chapter 5 through verses 35. Some people said to Jesus, the disciples of John fast often and pray frequently. The disciples of the Pharisees do the same. But your disciples are always eating and drinking. Jesus replied, you can't make the wedding guests fast while the groom is with them, can you? The days will come when the groom will be taken from them and then they will fast. So immediately we get, there are some people around and they're noticing the differences, right? We do that. We notice the differences, the way, the rituals that we have, the things that we do. And they point out the fact that John and his disciples, they're all about eating and fasting. And why does the followers of Jesus, why do his disciples actually eat and drink? Why is there this sense of celebration? And Jesus is like, we are celebrating because I am present. This is a priority that is seen in the rituals that we do, the way that we eat and drink with one another, the way that we celebrate. So to think about that, to, to begin to think about the priorities in our lives of our, how do we prioritize with celebration? How do we prioritize that is connecting to the life of Jesus? Because here he's like, notice what we are prioritizing over in this moment. There is going to come a time where we are going to have to fast, where there is going to be sadness, where there's going to be grief, there's going to be struggle, but right now we are prioritizing celebration. 
So to begin to think about that of how often are we prioritizing celebration? How often are we prioritizing a celebration that's connected to the life of Jesus as a community? Each Sunday, that's what each Sunday is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a mini Easter, right? Easter and Christmas, two massive celebrations of Jesus' life. And each Sunday is supposed to be that. But even beyond, how do we begin to think about how do I prioritize celebration in my life? Because when we begin to celebrate, it kind of lifts our mood, right? It kind of refocuses us. It makes us feel good. It energizes us. And that's a really important word there. It energizes us. A priority that energizes and yet connects to the life of Jesus. So thinking through, how do we begin to think to understand our priorities in our lives. And where do things like celebrating in that capacity, celebrating the life of Jesus, how do they begin to fit in, not just in big events like Christmas and Easter, but how do they begin to fit in like on an everyday kind of basis? Is it, well, I'm going to prioritize some gratitude. I'm going to prioritize getting together with friends and people of, that, of community, how are we prioritizing celebration? Continuing on in verses 36 through 39. Then he told them a parable. No one tears a patch from a new garment to patch an old garment. Otherwise, the new garment would be ruined, and the new patch wouldn't match the old garment. Nobody pours new wine into old wineskins. If they did, the new wine would burst the wineskins. The wine would spill and the wineskins would be ruined. Instead, new wine must be put into new wineskins. No one who drinks a well-aged wine wants new wine, but says the well-aged wine is better. So Jesus is trying to still answer the question. And so here he moves on from just a simple response. He actually pushes them into a parable of trying to begin to get the layers of the thinking, of the priorities, the things that they are to do, the rituals, the actions, the responses of their lives, what they are prioritizing. And he gives this sense of new garment, old garment, tearing a patch, the new wine into old wineskins can burst. And he's He's making us look at change. He's making us look at transformation. He's making us look beyond, well, just patching things up. We're just going to tweak here or tweak there. But really to begin to think about how renewal is happening in our life, how we are prioritizing renewal. And at the same time, he's doing something else. He's actually getting us to consider, are there priorities in our lives that damage us, that are really detrimental to our life, that actually can just rip our lives wide open like new wine into old wineskins, or that tear from a new garment that sense of renewal to patch an old garment, that sense of do we have priorities right now in our life that are really just self-sabotage? And we think, well, I have no choice. I have to. But to begin to think through, are there priorities that we have made, that we are making daily, 
consciously, unconsciously, that actually are detrimental to our lives, that actually are self-sabotaging, something renewing, something life-giving, something that energizes us like celebration. What are we prioritizing in our lives that actually can hold us back, stifle us, burden us unnecessarily? Continuing on in verses 1 through 5. One Sabbath, as Jesus was going through the wheat fields, his disciples were picking the heads of wheat, rubbing them in their hands and eating them. Some Pharisees said, why are you breaking the Sabbath law? Jesus replied, haven't you read what David and his companions did when they were hungry? He broke the law by going into God's house and eating the bread of the presence, which only the priests can eat. He also gave some of the bread to his companions. Then he said to them, the human one is Lord of the Sabbath. So on the surface, it looks like Jesus is prioritizing food, sustenance, which we do need, right? We need certain things to live. But... He is digging in so much deeper, especially when the Pharisees are like, hey, hey, you're breaking the Sabbath law by running those grains between your fingers and, and eating that. It's work. And Jesus reminds them of something really kind of important because they're so stuck on the law that he brings up David, who becomes King David, who is considered a great king because he's able to unite Israel, unite the tribes. He is revered in many ways. He is held to a high standards of look at him. And we do know if we read through those stories that David had a lot of faults. David was very, very human and David struggled on so many things. But the Today is not really about all of those issues. Today is about looking at, okay, so just a reminder, dear Pharisees, you think David is this great guy. You think David has it all together. He was this great king, but he broke the law, and you don't have a problem with that because you're prioritizing certain rules for certain people over others. And we do this often. We see this often where, well, okay, that doesn't really apply to me, but it applies to you, that we start to shift our priorities for, based upon who's in front of us, which makes sense, but also of being very careful where, you know, that rule, that law, um, it applies to you, but it doesn't apply to me. I am not making that a priority. Think about having a lead foot on the interstate, right? We have laws, we have rules, but that rule, well, today it doesn't apply to me because, but it certainly applies to you over there. And so to realize where are the discrepancies, where are the problems in the things that we prioritize, in the rules that we prioritize for ourselves and for others where do those conflicts begin to happen where do they need to be like wait no more and so the Pharisees are questioning Jesus to get at his priorities what are your priorities and do are they good enough to match ours and Jesus is like hold up on your priorities 
on the way that you're going through your day. What is most important? Do you really understand what's most important and are you really living it or not? So Jesus is challenging here just as he is being challenged. And so for ourselves, as we're thinking through that of the priorities that we have, the priorities we place and think others should have, what are the priorities we need to be having? We need to be living every day. What is most important? What is most important for us to thrive for us to have a life that is connected to God. What is most important here in understanding Jesus? How Jesus is impacting the way we are living each and every day with one another. Continuing on in verses 6 through 8. On another Sabbath, Jesus entered a synagogue to teach. A man there whose right hand was withered, the legal experts and the Pharisees were watching him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. They were looking for a reason to bring charges against him. Jesus knew their thoughts. So he said to the man with the withered hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. He got up and stood there. All right, so another Sabbath, another like, wait a minute. I'm prioritizing the way I interpret this is the most important Pharisee legal expert to the point that them being so right because they have prioritized their own way of thinking, their own way of understanding, their own way of interacting with the world is their top priority to the point, right? They're actually looking for Jesus to screw up. They're like, okay, come on. Come on, it's like they're, they're just waiting. They're hungry for him to screw up. And that begins to go, wait a minute. Values, right? Our values show our prior, are lived out in our priorities. And so what they are valuing here is some death and destruction, is some hatred and jealousy, is something that really isn't the flourishing law that says love one another and is meant to free. And so they are prioritizing particular actions and reactions to Jesus, to those around. So Jesus is like, no, I know what you're doing. I know your thoughts. And Je but Jesus' priority, Jesus is like, okay, I know what you're doing, but here's my priority. This person needs to be healed. I value healing for others. I value transformation. So I'm going to prioritize. I'm going to make the effort no matter what is happening because this is important. This is the way we need to be living. This is the way that gives life. It's also showing how our priorities are directly impacting others. That we sometimes think, well, it's the way I conduct my life. It doesn't matter for anybody else. But here, it's like, no, no, no. The way we prioritize has an impact on those around us, whether we know them sometimes or not. And so to begin to think about those priorities, because maybe after last week, we've given some thought to what we value. So how are we prioritizing our day? How are we prioritizing our interactions? How are we prioritizing God's presence in our lives? 
because the Pharisees are prioritizing being right. That's all they care about. They want to be right. They want to prioritize doing some damage here. They want to prioritize catching somebody doing something wrong. And here Jesus is like, no, my priority is healing others because that's what I value. And so I'm going to do it no matter what. And so to think about that, priorities that no matter the circumstances around us, we are still able to live into. And so for ourselves, of the things that we prioritize, the way that we do it, I get it. There's so many things swirling around us. It's so hard sometimes. There's so many demands on our life, but it still is challenging. What are are our priorities? What do they need to be, no matter what's going on over here? Finishing up in verses 9 through 11. Jesus said to the legal experts and Pharisees, here's a question for you. Is it legal on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? Looking around at them all, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he did, and his hand was made healthy. They were furious and began talking with each other about what to do to Jesus. All right, so Pharisees have been asking questions, hurling questions at Jesus, and Jesus now comes back and he's like, okay, I'm going to challenge you. Here's a question for you. Is it legal on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? The Sabbath was created by God, was understood to be created by God as a day of rest, was a day of rest that was supposed to help people thrive, right? If we are rested, then we can thrive. If we take a little time for silence, then we are able to listen in new ways. If we are able to rest, we are able to bounce up and be present in ways that maybe weren't possible otherwise. And so the Sabbath, a day of rest, a day of healing, a day of good, of to pay attention to that. And here it's being used as something to destroy. And so Jesus is asking about that. So isn't the day, the Sabbath, isn't good supposed to happen? Aren't you supposed to be able to thrive? Isn't life supposed to be transformed as it's able to rest? And so he is putting it back on them of what is your priority with this day? Because if you don't have sustenance, if you aren't able to to be present, to be comfortable in some way, if you aren't able to rest, then what good is it? And why not help somebody to be able to do that? Why not be that transformative presence that gives rest and peace, that helps meet the needs of someone else? And so he is really challenging them of how they understand their priorities. And they answer back by being just angry. They are just angry because they value what they value right now is their comfort and being right to the point 
that they are willing to destroy another life. They are willing to destroy the life of Jesus and they care nothing for the one that he has healed, for the transformation that has taken place. Their priorities are kind of all over the board. And when we're thinking about our own priorities of how they can get so kind of screwed up because there's so many demands upon us. We have to be here, we have to go there, we have to make sure we do this. Well, we have to make sure we have a job to eat, right? There are all these things that we feel are like pushing and demanding and so our priorities can feel like they are not our own. And here Jesus is calling to us. He's actually challenging us to look at our priorities. He's challenging the Pharisees to look at their priorities. And are they connected to a God who brings energy and celebration, who helps us to thrive? Or is it death and destruction? Is it the things that burden us? How are our priorities being changed by a God of love? How are our priorities being changed by one who keeps calling to us and saying, come on, there's a different way. We can have renewal. We can go a different path. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be easy. But there is a different way. And so to think about the things that we prioritize and where God falls in any of that. You know, so often we say those words of, I'm too busy, I can't, I was going to, but I was just too busy. No, it wasn't a priority. And so how are we prioritizing things that are directly connected to God, that are directly connected to the life of Jesus, that are directly connected to a life that is thriving, that is well-lived, that gives energy and is ready for some celebration. How are we connected to God in our priorities? How do we need to be connected? What are the things we need to be changing and going, you know what, I need to make time because I'm too busy just means that's not a priority. And so how do we need to be prioritizing our lives? How do we need to allow Jesus to change our priorities today so that we are living a life that is thriving, so that we've got that energy and we are ready to celebrate in the smallest of ways every single day, that we are ready to know how our priorities are impacting others, and that maybe we get to be that healing presence for someone else. What are the priorities we need to change. Amen.